And uh, that, Father, we can rejoice in that each and every day, that we would never grow tired of it, but that we would be uh, joyful of the things that you have done for us through redeeming us through your blood. Bless Brother Cedric as he comes to preach. Lord, give him the message and fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit to bring to us the message that we need to hear this afternoon. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all take your Bibles today, turn in the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter number 14. Book of Matthew, chapter number 14. <clears throat> How many of y'all sometimes go through troubles and trials in life? Amen? I, uh, you know, we, Brother Greg kind of mentioned a little bit of it in the morning service, and then I alluded to it a little bit. Sometimes the, the winds of life blow contrary to the way things ought to be, the way things should be, and the way that God designed. Would you agree with that? Say amen. You know, we, we rode down to Farmington uh, yesterday, and we saw a building down there. Brother Greg was telling me about a little to- a tornado that came through. I guess there's never a little tornado, uh, but uh, there are different sizes of tornadoes. But we saw some of the destruction where a tornado had went through there, and those winds had completely destroyed what was there, and uh, so I want us to look at some things this morning, this afternoon. I know it's one thirty. I know that you are like me, and you probably ate way too much. And then we've got the Lord's Supper, so I'm going to be quick today. Uh, I'm not going to keep you long, but I do want to do want to share with you some things. And uh, I look at it like this: if it'll help me, maybe it'll help you. And I'm like this: I'm going to preach to me this morning or this afternoon. Because this message is a message that I need. And uh, if you don't get anything out of it, then just, just go out of here and say, Well, I hope it helped Brother Cedric. Amen. So, uh, Romans, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter number 14 and verse number 22. Let's begin reading there. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to go into a ship. Now, understand this. We had just gotten finished here with the feeding of the multitude. Okay, so this is right after that. They had just fed the 5,000 men besides women and children. And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship and to go before Him to the other side. And He sent the multitude away. So He told His, he told his disciples, you get in the ship and I want you to go to the other side. And He sent everybody else away. And then in verse number 23, and He said, and, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Contrary meaning against. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But Jesus straightway spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when they saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he, Peter, cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? 
And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased, and they that were there, and they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. I want us to look this afternoon at just a few things. What to do when the contrary winds blow. I don't care who you are today. I, I know that I can say this from, from background in my life, that any time the Lord has a plan for your life, Satan blows the contrary winds. Any time that God has a plan for your life, and any time that you're trying to do the will of God, you can grant your, you can, you can, you can, What's the word I'm looking? You, you can bet your bottom dollar, so to speak. You can you can be assured and rest assured that the winds of contrariness are going to come against you and try to blow you off course. And that's what has happened here. Jesus told his disciples, he gave them a command, he told them what to do, told them how to do it and where to go, and then all of a sudden the winds blew contrary. And that's what happens in our life when we set out on a course to try to please God with our life, it's not going to be long before the contrary winds are going to blow in our life. Satan is going to make sure that he blows those contrary winds to try to knock us off course. And when we look at, uh, at this passage of Scripture here, that we this is a small pulpit. Y'all need, to in, y'all need to have somebody knock the sides out and, and expand this pulpit for your pastor. Say amen. What a blessing. Amen. It, it needs to be... There we go. Okay, I'll figure out how, how, what to do here, okay? So the winds, of, the winds are always going to be contrary to the will of God. God has a will and a plan for each and every person in this building today, but, this, but Satan is going to see to it that the contrary winds are going to come along in your life to try to blow you off course. And what are we going to do? Understand this, the winds are always contrary to the Spirit of God. The winds are always contrary to the plan of God. Satan wants to defeat you. He wants to discourage you. He wants to stop you. He wants to drown you, so to speak. And he wants to get you knocked off a course so that you will not be effective and you will not follow the plan that God has for your life. Be careful. The contrary winds are blowing. Always. What do we do when the contrary winds blow? I panic. I always see the glass as half full. Your pastor always sees when there's a drop in the glass, your pastor's like, boy, isn't it overflowing today. I am the polar opposite of your pastor. Amen. Except for in the hairdo. And then we're kind of close. Amen. But he is always on the positive side. I'm always on the negative side. And if you're not careful, if you're like me on any way, shape, form, or fashion, when those contrary winds blow in your life, it's going to be a disaster. You're going to want to, you're going to, want to run and hide under the juniper tree. You're going to find yourself in despair. So what do we do when the contrary winds blow? Number one, and I'm going to try to be quick at this today, I want you to go down to verse number 28 and 29 with me. Verses number 28 and 29, and it says, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he, the Lord, said, look at that next word, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. 
Number one, I want us to look at here, when the contrary winds blow in your life, you've got to stay fortified with a word from the Lord. You've got to get a word from the Lord. And Peter's word here was, come. You've got to look for that word from God. God will give you a word, and then when you get that word, you need to stay focused on that word. You need to be focused on what God has given you in your life. During this time of life and, and that I'm going through, and, uh, and, and during this troubled time, God has given me Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Boy, that's tough. Especially for somebody like me. I'm Taipei personality. I want to go and go strong. I want to I hit it running wide open. I want to solve this problem. I want to take care of it today. I want to end this today. But God has told me to be still and know that He is God. And I think He's told me that because, again, that is contrary to me. That's contrary to my flesh. My flesh wants to handle it today. But you've got to stay fortified. You've got to get a word from the Lord. You've got to stick and, and you've got to be fortified with the word from the Lord, a word from God. Peter got his word from God and it was come. The winds were blowing contrary in their life. The winds were blowing the ship in the opposite direction from what God had told them to go. And here they wound up in the middle of the, in the, middle of the sea... And the wind was blowing them in an opposite direction from where God had told them to go. Satan will always come up in opposition to everything God has for you. But you've got to get that word. And Peter got his word from God and the word was come. When the winds are contrary, you need to make sure that you get a word from God. Your word might be a one word, it might be a verse, it might be, it may come in the word of a song, in, in, in a song, and I also have gotten many, many songs that have carried me through this time when those nights are long, but the, what you'll always be blessed from and what you'll always benefit from is a word from God's word is a word from God. When God speaks to your heart, you'll know what that word is. You'll know what He's telling you. And you have to stay fortified. And fortified. Uh, that's like a fort. You've got to be strong in that. You've got not, you cannot get knocked off a course. You can't let the battle lines and the battle blow that away from you. You've got, to, you've got to have a fortress around you and build that fortress of God has given me this Word. And you've got to go back to it time and time and time and time again. Many times I find that in my situation here, I, I will be fine for ten minutes and then ten minutes later... I'm, I'm back under my juniper tree, and I've got to go back to that fort and that fortress where I know, okay, God has given me this word to be still and know that He is God. And that's what Peter done. Peter got that word from God where he said, come. So what did Peter do? He struck out, amen? He, went, he got on his way. So number one, get you a word from God. Number two, verse number 29. Verse number 29, look at it here with me. And he said, Come, Jesus said to Peter, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to Jesus. Now, I want us to look at here, you've got to stay focused on the where of God. You've got to stay focused on the where of God. You will walk wherever your eyes are focused. Most of y'all remember our son Titus. 
several years ago, I'd, I'd, <coughs> he was probably nine years old, and we we on that big bus, or and um, and we was driving, we was up in Michigan. No, I'm, so, I'm sorry, we were down in Florida the first time, and we were on the back roads of the Osceola National Forest, and wasn't nobody really out there. And I stood up in the wheel well and held on to the steering wheel, and Titus was sitting over here, and I said, Titus, come drive. And he looked at me, I can't, I'm like, Titus, there's nobody sitting in the driver's seat, come drive. So I put him back, I put him there, and I said, now, you can do this. And I stayed right there close where I could grab the steering wheel at any time. But I started teaching him to drive, but I go forward now in my illustration here to whenever we were at home uh, a few times, and we had a little Honda Odyssey van. And we'd, I'd let him drive around through the neighborhood. Well, I was always cautious of the mailboxes on our street. They put those mailboxes right there on the street in the neighborhood so that the mailman can pull right up there without getting on people's grass or in their yard or in a slick spot or a wet spot. Or if it snows or whatever, they can stay on the street and they can get to the mailbox. So they stick out over the edge of the asphalt just a little bit. Well, I noticed that Titus, <clears throat> I said to him, <clears throat> you know, the street was not that wide, so I told him, I said, I want you to try to stay on your side of the street, but don't hit those mailboxes. Watch out for those mailboxes. Well, I noticed that as he was driving, every time the mailbox was coming up, we'd start drifting towards it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Pull back over. You know, I'm like, you know, reach over. Titus, stay away from the mailbox. Stay away from those mailboxes. But what I did not realize was I was getting his eyes off of where it should have been, and I was telling him to focus on what he shouldn't be focused on. And whatever you focus on, that's where you're going to head. That's going to be your course is whatever you focus on. So keep your eyes off the mailbox. Say amen. Keep your eyes on the road. And don't worry about the mailboxes. The mailboxes will take care of themselves as long as you're focused on what you're supposed to be focused on. Peter kept his eyes on God for a period of time. He got his where from God. He was supposed to focus on the on God. Um, don't look. <clears throat> Don't let the contrary winds of life get your focus off of where it ought to be. Put God's Word into action. Say amen. <clears throat> There's going to come things that are going to sidetrack you and get your eyes off of the plan that God has for your life. Sometimes those, those things that get you sidetracked in life can be people. people uh, Satan can use people to get you off of course. Satan can use circumstances to get you off of your path that God has for you. You just have to focus in on what God has for you and keep your eyes off of the things that are, that are going to be a distraction. Remember this, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. That's still in Romans chapter 12, verse number 19. Say amen. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He will repay. Don't get sidetracked. People are going to talk. People are going to... People are going to uh, uh, do things. People are going to try to pull you down. Satan's going to use circumstances to get you sidetracked away from what you need to do. But you need to keep your eyes, keep your where on the folk on on God. Keep your where focused on God and where you're supposed to be. Let people talk. Let people act. Let people do. But keep your eyes on God. Don't get sidetracked by what God has a plan for your life. Don't get sidetracked. Verse number, boy, this is going to be a quick one this afternoon. Say amen. 
Number three, I want you to look at verses number 30 and 31 with me. Verses number 30 and 31. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, talking about Peter, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? I want us to now to look at the willingness of God. We looked at the we looked at the word of God. We looked at getting a word from God. We looked at keeping your where the where of God. Say focus on the where of God. Now I want us to look at the willingness of God. Not one time did Peter ever doubt the willingness of God to save him. Peter got his eyes off of focus, Peter got sidetracked, and Peter began to doubt, but he never doubted the willingness of God. He failed himself, but God never failed him. Say amen. He failed himself when he got, when he got sidetracked and he got worried and he became afraid, but he never doubted the willingness of God. So I say this, stay familiar with the willingness of God in your life. Stay familiar with the willingness that God has to help you through your troubled times in life. Peter never doubted that God was willing to save him. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great mighty things that thou knowest not. God is always willing if we will just take advantage of His willingness. Make sure that you stay focused in on the willingness of God during those troubled times and during those contrary times of life when the contrary winds blow, remember that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to to salvation of God. And understand this, we need to understand that God is always there to help us. God God has never one time turned His back on us. We've turned our back on Him. We've gotten our eyes off of Him. But we have to remember that He is always willing. Say Amen. Number four, I want us to look at uh, verse number 30 and 30 through 32. Look at that with me. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. I want you to do this. I want you to stay fixed. Now, this one you're going to say is a little bit of a stretch, but I wanted to keep my W's, amen? I want you to keep, stay, I want you to think about this. I want you to stay fixed to the waist of God. That just simply means get as close to God as you can during those troubled times. When the contrary winds are blowing in your life, get close to Him. Get right up there, put your waist right up next to Him. Put your breast on His and get close to the, to the Holy Spirit. Get close to the Lord. Peter got as close to Jesus as possible during that time frame. Peter also uh, noticed that, uh, that when Satan attacks and when the contrary winds blow, you've got to get close to God. When the storm was blowing in Peter's life and they were all afraid and the, and the ship was being rocked to and fro and, and things were not good, Peter wanted to get to God. He wanted to get to where God was. He wanted to get close to God. Amen? So get fixed to the waste of God. When Satan attacks you, get close to God. When the contrary winds blow, get close to God. When the ghost or the boogers come out, get close to God. 
We all have those things come up in our life that scare us to death. Say amen. When the contrary winds blow, get close to God. Number five, I want us to look at this. Stay faithful in His worship and in the worship of God. Stay faithful in His worship and in the worship of God. Look at verse number 33. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped Him, saying, Of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. Just worship Him. Take Him for who He is. Take Him for what He is. Get close to Him and worship the Lord. Worship Him in those night seasons. When the nights are long and the days are hard, get close to God through worship. Don't, you know, a lot of people, when, when, when the contrary winds blow and we have the first little thing that comes up in life, the first thing that normally goes in our life is our church attendance. Well, I'm just not going to go to church. I just don't feel like going. No, that's when you need to come to church. Say amen. That's when y'all to go get you a mattress and just move out those back chairs back there and put your mattress back there in the corner. Say amen. Y'all just move in at the church and just live there for a little while. Y'all to get as close to God. Y'all to just stay focused on the worship and stay faithful to His worship and worshiping God. And get in the house of God. Stay in God's house. Stay in the Bible. That's not a time that you quit reading your Bible. If anything, your Bible reading ought to get amped up a little bit more. Yeah, your Bible reading ought to, you ought to start praying more. You ought to start reading more. You ought to start studying more. That's the time that you get into the Word of God. That's what the time when you don't let your worship fail. You get close to Him and stay in the worship of God. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep trusting. And I know what you're thinking. Amen? We'll keep that between me and you. Say amen. But that's when you pray. That's when you trust. That's when you let the Lord speak to you. That's when you draw that closeness with Him. You stay, you stay in your prayer life. You stay trusting Him. Say worshiping. Keep singing. Don't let your song go away either. Keep singing. Matter of fact, what I've found a lot of times at night when I can't sleep, I'll go get my hymn book. And I'll just sit up in the bed. And I'll just, I'll just start singing. I'll sing three or four verses, flip to another song, sing another song, keep flipping, and somewhere around four or five o'clock in the morning, I feel okay, you know what? I got a peace. I feel like I can close my eyes and I can go to sleep now. It's amazing what what the worship of God will do in your heart to bring you peace during those troubled times. Keep praising the Lord. He is good. The Bible teaches us that in everything, give thanks. It didn't say for everything. It said in everything, right? In it, we can, we don't have, to, we we can't always praise him for the troubles that we go through. Can't always praise him for what's happening, but we can always praise him in what's happening. We can always praise him in those troubled times. So I just want you to to think and ponder on those things today. Uh, those W's, okay? Get a word from the Lord. Get your where from God. Get your willingness, understand the willingness of God. Attach yourself to the waste of God and then don't forget to worship Him. The contrary winds of this life are going to blow. Satan is going to see to it that he tries to discourage you to keep you off course from what God has, from what God's plan is in your life and what God has in your life. Make sure that you don't let those contrary winds blow you off course, and those contrary winds keep you from all that God has for you. Get close to the Lord. Stay close to Him. 
Y'all, thank you for allowing me to be here with y'all today on Easter Sunday. Uh, y'all done real good at staying asleep, amen, or staying awake, amen. Let's stand for a moment and have a word of prayer together. Father, we're thankful for your word, how it encourages us. Lord, so many stories of Scripture, of both the victories and the failures of men and women that were doing uh, all they 